0: So you remember a few days ago in the, on the in the Tuesday Shoe, we were working on it that idea of, the, of of theory U that we talked about the idea of, uh, Joe Jaworski and 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 Sharma of the need to be able to let go of the past and separate from the past and the idea of nituk that we're learning about in the uh, in the gecholim on, on the mizbeach um, and. Uh, and, and, and how that works in order to be able to sense the future. That's an idea which by the way Rabyosha Bezalovajik talks about 65 years before uh, Jaworski and uh, and, and Atashama. That that idea that you've got to be able to sense the future but to be able to, and, and to be pulled into the future. It's not that you're pushed into the future from the past. You're pulled into the future by sensing the future but to sense the future you've got to be able to let go of the past. So, so that, that idea we talked about today, there's an incredibly important exception to that, which, of course, the, uh, the scholars on, the, on Theory U haven't, haven't identified. Um, and it comes from a girse in the Rif and a diuk in the Rabbeinu Hananah, which I haven't seen anybody else notice. But it, but it opens up a whole, uh, terribly important understanding. Yeah. It starts with a comment at the end of the Mishnah on Davnun Bez Amud where the Mishnah says, when the Kohen Godel is finished with his, um, and yeah. the smoke has gone up, now he has to go back and do the Avoida of the, of the dam on the Mizbeach Azov. He's got, he's got other work to do on his way out, um, yatsa vallo bderakh he goes out the same way he came in Says rashi kshem shen iknas kshe olachta romat higial laaron panav klapedaron kakh sheyatsa lo he save et panav he didn't turn around and walk back with his back to the mizbah he walked out backwards with his face still facing the aaron. Um, and then he used to say a wonderful tefillah outside in the heichal. Ve'lo ayam marich and he wasn't allowed to take too long over the tefillah. Tefillah is really important, but you don't want to cause Israel to be becoming nervous. What's happened to the king? Godal, so it has to be at at a uh, at a pace that he can that he can manage, that he can, that it can be fast. So then Algamor and Daf Dalad learns from, uh, or brings from there. Um, a whole idea based on Psukim in Divrei Hayamim, when Shlomo Melech went to Givon to use the Mizbeach there, because the Beis Hamikdash in Yerushalayim wasn't yet built, and the Mizbeach in Givon was the Mizbeach that Moshe built, and it was set, set up in Givon. Shlomo went to Givon to use that Mizbeach, and the is Medayik, that when he left the Mizbeach to return to Yerushalayim, He didn't turn with his back to the Mizbeach and face Yerushalayim and set on his way. He walked backwards from before the Mizbeach. And says the the Gemara from there, that we see from there, that and so with anybody who's in the Beit HaMikdash, anybody leaving the Beit HaMikdash, Kohen, levim, Yisraelim, didn't turn around and walk out. They would walk out kind of sideways, not turning their back on the, on the Kod And then the Gemara goes on with a strange thing. And so also a Talmud before his Rebbe, lo yachzu he also shouldn't turn around and walk out with his back to the Rebbe. And And then we've actually got a case of it. Ki Rabbi we've got the case of Rabbi loza and we've got, if, if um, Rabbi Yochanan wanted to leave him, then Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi loza would stand in his place. But when... Hadav uh, Rabbi when Rabbi Elazar wanted to leave his Rebbe Rabbi Yochanan have a ka'azil he would walk backwards. Look at these words, very very important. Ad the maksi Rabbi translated literally until he was no longer visible to Rabbi Yochanan, and Rashi says that clearly. Uh, so that Rabbi Yochanan doesn't see him, turn his back on him. So this idea of walking out backwards is so that the Rebbe doesn't see the, the, the Talmud turn his back on him. That's not COVID. And it's and it's quite difficult, firstly, to learn all of this from the Kochikadoshim. Uh, the the, the Kochikadoshim isn't seeing anything, it's not a matter of seeing. If it's all for the other person, if the Talmud must walk out backwards so that the Rebbe doesn't see him turn around, what is that? That the Kohen must walk out backwards so the Kodchekidoshim doesn't see him turn around. So we discussed on Tuesday that you've got to be able to see the, the aliveness of objects as well, especially the Mizbeach and the Kodchekadoshim, and to associate feeling to them. The idea that the stones of the of the Mizbeach can be embarrassed and uh, there are lots of cases in the Torah where we see emotions attached. This is not Kedusha, uh, Simon, right? Not not attaching kadusha Attaching emotions to physical objects. They feel, as we said, like a child feels with their doll or with their teddy bear, uh, that, that, that one is able to actually feel that that an object has a certain emotion. It's a very difficult concept, but we have that concept. So here, too, especially with the Beis HaMikdesh, that the that the Beis HaMikdash, that the Kod Kedoshim, is so to see shamed by somebody, by a coin turning his back when he wants to walk out, even though, as Toysfer says on, on, on Dafnun Beis, walking out is not really walking out, he's walking towards the Heichal, the Atamizber, to his next job. Not that, but still, says, says Tosphus, he's leaving where he is, and he's got to do that, but there is COVID. But what is the COVID for an object that can't see and can't feel? So, it's, okay, so we've said, but objects can see and feel. Fine. Still very difficult. And it becomes even more difficult with the next piece of Gomorrah, where the Gomorrah says that when Rova wanted to leave his Rebbe Rav, Rav Yosef, he would walk backwards and stumble over things so badly that his feet would be bleeding. They would be bruised and bleeding, and Rava wouldn't even feel it. He wouldn't even notice it, but he would never think of turning around to look where he was walking, because that would mean turning his back on his Rebbe Rav, Rav Yosef. And, and the Akronim asked, but Rav Yosef was blind. If it's for Rav, Rav Yosef, makes no difference. He doesn't see anything if he turns around backwards. Uh, so, so, we, so we would have to say, well, if a Kod Shek which is just an object, can be embarrassed, then a blind person is no less alive than, than an object. So even the blind person can feel the energy and he can feel whether he's facing him or he's not facing him, and he can feel, and that's how, how they want to learn it. Um, but but there's a lot of difficulty with the way Rashi learns it. In the riff, the girse is just a touch different. Look at the uh, the riff. I quoted it here. Um, he brings the story in the reverse order, which is interesting, but that's not what we're going to look at, at at the moment. But he says that, uh a Boy Rabbi Yochanan, when Rabbi Yochanan wanted to leave his Rebbe when Rabbi Yochanan wanted to leave, have a gachin vakoim. Then Rabbi Lozer would bow down. Rabbi Lozer, Rabbi Lozer Adukh. Sorry, the start at the beginning. Ki de Rabbi Eloza, Kiava Mifter Mineid Rabbi Yochanan. When Rabbi Lozer wanted to leave Rabbi Yochanan, have a maski the azilla he would walk backwards. And when Rabbi Yochanan wanted to leave, he would then Rabbi Loza would bow, bow and then the Rif says "Ad da'avi michsi Rabbi Yochanan minay" until Rabbi Yochanan was now. Look at the difference in the girsah. Ours is "Ad the michse minay de Rabbi Yochanan." The riffs in Kiddushin is "Ad da'avi michsi Rabbi Yochanan minay." Do you see the difference? "Ad da'avi michsi Rabbi Yochanan minay" means until Rabbi Yochanan was no longer visible to him. That's the difference. And even though with the gilseh of the riff you might say that's only talking on the second part of it, not on the first part. But if you look at our Rabbeinu Chananel, he's very clear. Rabbeinu Chananel says, When Rabbi Lozo wanted to leave his Rebbe, Rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan, he would walk back step by step. Rabbi He uses the riffs girse in Kiddushin, not our gilseh here as Rashi has it. So what is the difference? According to the Rif's girseh and Rabbeinu Hananel's perush, different from Rashi and from our girseh. According to Rashi, you've got to learn, like we learned on, on Tuesday, that you've got to be sensitive to an object's feelings, so to say. Uh, and there are lots of reasons for it, and we can have a whole discussion about that. But you've got to be sensitive to the feelings of an object as well. Um, and that's how you would have to learn it. And, and, and that's MS, of course. But according to Rabbeinu Hananel, that's not what it's about according to Rabbeinu Hananel, this is for, for, in this case, Rava, or this is for uh, Rabbi Eloza. This is for the Talmud, not for the Rabbi. And in the case of the Kohen, this is for the Kohen, not for the Kod Kedoshim. This is for the, for the Levi, for the Yisrael, not for the Kod Kedoshim. What is that about? And so you need to understand the, the principle here is that there's a difference between a person's history and a person's source. So that's something which the, uh, the academics haven't understood in the discussion of theory. You. To, you've got to leave your history, you've got to leave your, your, your past in order to embrace your future. You can't embrace the future. And in the present, you can't sense the future. Atta Sharma says beautifully, he says, presence means pre-sensing. To, to be able to sense the future in advance of it happening. It's roe sanolot. Presence means to be roya es To be able to, to sense and feel the future, you've got to detach yourself from the past. Even the intake. Intake, once you've detached, you've got to be separate from the past in order to be able to sense what's happening in the present leading into the future. That's true. But there's another kind of past. There's another kind of past which, which nurtures the present. There is a past which is, the, which is your source. It's not your past. It's like the difference between the source of a spring... And and uh, and something which is just over there, a source of a spring, you cut off from the source, you say that's past. The spring's way up the mountain. I'm already further than that. I, I can cut off from the spring. If you cut off from the spring, there's nothing in the river. There's nothing in, the, the river dries up. There are some things in our past we have to cut off from because they're not our source, they're our past, and you can't get into the future unless you detach from the past. But there are things in your past that nourish your present. That, that are the source of your present, that feed your present. You can't cut off from that just because it's in the past. It's not only in the past. It's in the past. It's in the present, and it's in the future. That is the nature of source. Um, and it's interesting. Uh, uh, Joe um, Jaworski told me, I, I think he might have even written a second book called Source, which is quite interesting. This, that, that, this, is, this is about source. It's completely different. So now let's look at it this way. If a Kohen Godel is, is turning aside from the Beis Hamikdash, what is he saying? I'm now finished my avoider with the Beis Hamikdash, I now go on to my next avoider. I leave it behind me. You can't leave it behind you. You take it with you. You don't want to leave it. You want to remain attached as long as you can. And that's why it's compared to the Rebbe. Otherwise, what's this comparison of the coin and the Beis to the Rebbe? And yes, the Gemarim Psachim says it's like, it talks about a connection, but what's the conceptual connection? The conceptual connection is I get my Torah from my Rebbe. It's an ungr- he's an on-growing source. I don't want to turn away from him. I want to watch him until the last moment, till he disappears out into the distance. It's like when you see somebody off that you love in the old days where you would go to the airport and see people off or to the railway station, and you wave and wave and wave until they can't be seen anymore. You don't want to lose that connection. So it is with the Beis Hamikdash. You don't, the Kohen doesn't want to lose connection. So he walks and walks. It looks at the at the kadoshim as long as he can. Or looks at the Heichal if you're outside as long as you can. Or Talmud looks at the Rebbe as long as he can to get whatever he can. He doesn't want to lose connection with him. And it's interesting, this idea of, of Nituk, we have with Lot's wife, where the, where the malachim say to him, al harecha, to, to, to Harecha, uh, to Lot and his family, don't look back. And there's a beautiful Rashbam that looking back delays you, and there's a beautiful kleyoko that in, when she looked back, the Lut, she was looking back at, at the loss, the loss of money, the loss of wealth, the loss of, of, of position, everything she had invested in, in, in Sodom. And the Malachim said, don't look back, you're going into another world. You can't look back when you're going forward. You've got to separate that out, you've got to detach from that. When you're going forward, you can't be looking back. But when you're separating from source, you keep looking as long as you can because it's not back. Yes, source is in the past, but it's in the past and it's in the present and it's in the future. And you've got to be able to remain attached to your source every minute. You don't want to detach. You don't want to waste a minute of attachment. And if you look at the Loshan of the Rambam, we see it. You've got to walk backwards. You've got to walk backwards. He could have stopped before that. The Rambam could just have said, when you leave your Rebbe, don't turn around and walk. Walk backwards, finish. Period. He adds, kenegid panav. remain face to face as long as you can. Don't let that connection, don't let that energy that you're able to draw from that connection, don't waste a second of that. Keep it for as long as you can. Because that's what one does with something that is precious to one. That is, is what one does with something that one, one truly values, and that we see in the in the of in the gilso of Rabbeinu Hanan. And of course, we need both gilsoot because they both have principles of emes, of truth, and and of life. But the the way the Rabbeinu Chananel, based on the on the riff in kiddushin. Changes the words, or he has a different gilse. Instead of add the as Rashi says, until Rabbi Yochanan can no longer see him, I don't want to embarrass Rabbi Yochanan. No, says the Riff and the Rabbi This is not about embarrassing Rabbi Yochanan. This is about Rabbi Elazar remaining attached for the until the last minute, every moment that he can, and not in any way detaching from that source of wisdom and, and kedusha. <laughs>